here we are. Episode one, officially, of the podcast. It's a wrap with Rudio. Yo, yo, yo. We got basketball at the Staples Center. We got basketball at the Garden. Life is good, baby. Let's go. My man, Allah. J.R. Smith did nothing wrong hitting Jay Crowder in the mouth. <laughs> and myself, I am Paul Ben Sant. The Teddy Bridgewater of podcasts. <laughs> yes. Probably don't know what that means, but just, just, I'll, I'll, I'll probably tear my ACL. <laughs> so, uh, let's get into it. Yes. Lakers just coming off that win. How you guys feeling? Feeling pretty good. I mean, you, you saw what LeBron did tonight. He was he was LeBron. He was playoff LeBron. We finally saw it. I mean, we saw glimpses of it at the end of uh, game two. But tonight, he was just putting on a show in that second half. Uh, he he saw Jay Crowder. He locked on, and he embarrassed that man in front of 7,000 people. In front of 7,000. on his face. <laughs> 7,000 people. He gave him the a DMV's <laughs> line worth full of people. He, uh, he gave him a show. Uh, you saw the the spectacle at the end of the fourth quarter. With Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, mentally just taken out of the game. We saw uh, Wes Matthews make his playoff appearance finally, knocking down some threes. Some three-pointers. Mass- How many threes did the Lakers make? Like three? They made three threes the whole game? <laughs> it seemed like they weren't going to make a three-pointer the whole game. in the, Or at least they weren't going to make one the whole game when I was watching the second quarter because there was a lid on that rim. But uh, it's funny that once the second half started, you saw LeBron say, you know what? The others tried, and he, you can see that switch just go. Just It He's went. It. Yeah. And AD, it was a uh, little – looked pretty bad after he went for that chase down block on Devin Booker. But um, he got back in there in the second half, and he was hobbling a little bit, but he, he did what he needed to do. Played right aggressive. Into, played aggressive on you know, uh, on Aiton, which was what we needed. And I hope that he he uh, takes care of that uh, that what was his ankle or his knee. Yeah, he's grabbing everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope he's all the ligaments. He He'll gets the fine. Ice so, it. You have to remember we we have two days off. So uh, tomorrow, Saturday probably a light practice on Saturday and it is an early one on Sunday. 12:30 tip off from Staples Center. So hopefully I, like that. I hate waiting to watch sports, man. I like waking up, eating sausage and eggs and watching sports. I hate waiting. Yeah, I don't like the six o'clock tip offs too. Uh Ola, what were your big takeaways from uh, the game tonight? Well I wasn't so uh nervous about Anthony Davis getting hurt because every game he always gets hit in the neck or face. And he always goes down grabbing his leg or feet or calf or ankle. And he always gets up, minus the 30 games he missed. (laughs) He always gets up when it counts. The three-point shooting was horrendous again. All the guys suffer from the LeBron effect we've discussed before. No one can shoot when they get wide open LeBron passes. Uh, Anthony Davis was aggressive like to see it he got like 35 points something like that what did you think of uh dennis schroeder it seemed like every time vogel put him in it was to inject some offense i mean you saw him using his speed tonight against uh 
Booker or Bridges or whoever they try to put on him, and he just he went right to the rim. Do you think there's going to be anybody on the Phoenix Suns to actually match that, or do you think they're going to maybe use some goonery in Game Four to see if they can take him out? I mean, it seems like they have no answer for him at the most part for right now. He's too fast. No, Sh- Shutter doesn't get hurt by Goonery. He's always on the ground anyway. He he's just he's like one of those stunt people that like know how to fall, like they <laughs> hit the ground with their hands to like make it take less effect on their back and stuff. Like he's always on the ground. He'll be Return fine. Parkour. Yeah, he's always flipping and diving and sliding. Uh, I was gonna ask you, what do you guys think of um, DeAndre Ayton right now? Uh, I'm looking Love at the. Him. At the, ox, at the box score, he went 11 for 15. It seems that no matter who they try to put in the paint, whether it be Drummond, whether it be AD sometimes, or Gasol, uh, Booker or Chris Paul or whoever's running the point always seems to find a open DeAndre, and he just he's just scoring. Do you think there's an answer that the Lakers could throw at them come game four? Do you think we see a Montrez sighting uh, come – Sunday afternoon? Montrez cannot at all hang with Aiton, so no. But Aiton, do you guys remember that Blake Griffin commercial where the guy's like, he goes back in time and there's like a little kid and he's like, you should play that game. And the kid's like, all you do is dunk in that game. And then Blake winks at him and he's like, bingo. (laughs) That's Aiton, man. All he's doing is dunking wide open, wide open every single time. He's like, I think he's missed like seven shots the whole series, and he's shot like 40 times. Yeah, right now, tonight at least, he shot a whopping 73%. So Jesus. I still yeah. don't feel worried about him, though. Like, Yeah, well, if, it's, good, if it's just but, him, yeah. Right. He's not going to do that all game against Anthony Davis. I'm looking at everybody else's numbers right now, and uh, Devin Booker was one of the other people who took a lot of shots for the Phoenix Suns. He took 19 shots and only made six, along with uh, Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne uh, took 11 and only made six. So those are going to be your two offensive producers, and they weren't able to – I mean, Cameron Payne was cold in the first half and didn't warm up until uh, the fourth quarter. He ended up with 15 points, but you see the other guys, like I thought going into the series, Miles Bridges might've been a threat, but it seems Miles Bridges is too concerned trying to guard LeBron. So it's, it's, it's taking energy out of guys. It, it, it to... feels like a little bit like they, they lost their confidence. Like, yeah, definitely didn't seem quite as confident pass a little bit more it just they don't seem like a threat anymore i don't want to speak too soon i'm gonna knock on wood but no for sure after game one they had the swag about them and now it's all gone right right um i I didn't like how much how timid some of the lakers seem to shoot i mean even if you're gonna miss them just put it up miss it but there was some time where lebron would pass and it would just go all the way around the court back to LeBron for like three <laughs> seconds on the shot clock. And he's just, fuck it, I'll do it myself. But hey, that's what you got him there for, right? I mean, you you look at the guys who came in through the offseason. You look at uh, Wes Matthews. You look at uh, Schroeder. You look at uh, even um, Ben McElmore coming in through the midseason. And you're looking at guys who should be open 
So when AD and LeBron are getting double teamed, they're wide open in the corner. And for some god-awful reason tonight, it was that same corner that nobody was able to hit a shot. And that's what worries me. I mean, you, you look at those wide open shots and it's just astonishing that none of them were able to hit anything in the second quarter. But um, as long as you have somebody like Dennis Schroeder there who can take the ball, command the attention of the offense and just go straight to the rim. I think run past me. run, like just you. run, running past. Everyone. He reminds me of me. <laughs> Flashes of Paul Sample at Santa Clarita yes. Park. <laughs> you go to a, a rec league gym on a Sunday, you'll see me looking like Dennis Schroeder. Uh, the one player that I always compared to with Dennis Schroeder is uh, Damon Sotomayor's uh, Mighty Mouse. Just a, a small guy who was able to get it to the rim. And you see flashes of that sometimes. And it's it's good that the Lakers have that as an option because there's some nights where AD and LeBron just aren't – they can't do anything because they're either getting double teamed, turning over the ball. It's just – Sometimes it's complicated for them. It's good that they have that third option. Um, the one player who was supposed to be the third option was Kyle Kuzma. And I will briefly go into my griefs with Kyle Kuzma just to say, uh, what is he doing out there? <laughs> what is he? I mean, there there's good minutes that Kyle Kuzma takes up. I mean, he, he has he's letting guys get rest. That's important. Sometimes you need somebody <laughs> out there to let other people get a breather. But the the one thing that I'm seeing from Kyle Kuzma is that we can basically be giving his minutes to somebody like Markeith. Markeith hasn't really had the ability to show any sort of production during the series. I know that at the end of the regular season, and then he, I think he came in a little bit during game two. Um he wasn't really doing anything. He had basically two or four points per game. But I would like to see somebody get like like Marquise Morris get a little bit of time on the court. You think we'll see him next game? Uh, I mean, right now I think Vogel's comfortable with the rotations that he's throwing out there right now. I think Don't he's – Don't mess with success. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad that he brought Mark out there. I'm Every time Mark hits a three – I'm thinking to myself, Allah is throwing his hands in the air. <laughs> He's having the time of his life because his boy Marcus All is hitting threes for the Lakers. Chest passing them threes, swishing, <laughs> swishing. <laughs> but it's so it's and it's frustrating because Mark is getting dumb fouls. DeAndre Ayton is able to to bait him into these basic fouls that Mark is a veteran. He shouldn't be be catching him but i mean it's the playoffs uh the refs are calling things as they see them a little bit more aggressively than they should but yeah there was a lot of whistles tonight man they, they were trying to trying to keep things clean i guess but uh let them fight um what do you guys think is gonna happen on sunday lakers go up 3-1 i don't know how it happens i don't care how it happens but i think it's gonna happen yeah i think lakers smell blood and uh I don't think Sun's got an answer. Blood in the water. I think mentally they're taken out of the series. It was evident towards the end of that game. I mean, they did make a little comeback. They brought it to within eight. But um, that foul, Devin Booker 
committed on Dennis Schroeder and then Jay Crowder. You could tell Jay Crowder wanted to cry. <laughs> he was going he was gonna cry in the car. <laughs> it's not gonna be easy, but I think they're gonna get the three one lead. I'm I'm gonna say overtime thriller on Ooh, Sunday. No, I, I, that's I, my I, prediction. My stress levels. I don't need that kind of cortisol spikes <laughs> in my life, man. I need them to win by thirty. If they start making shots, like yeah, th- th- this game will. Th- this series should 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 be easy. The other game that we have on the docket, the Nets and the Boston Celtics tomorrow night. They go back to Boston. It's Kyrie Irving's homecoming, his first game in Boston since leaving them two seasons ago. How do you think that's going to go, and what do you guys think of that series so far? Did My, you ever see the uh, movie, what was it, Jackie Robinson, 42? I did. Where he just goes, and then he goes to the, the park to play ball, and then they just call him a nigger for like two hours. <laughs> I think that's basically what it's going to be for Kyrie Irving <laughs> when he goes back to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you all, we all heard it from different athletes whether they go to Fenway, whether they're going to the Garden, Boston Garden, that Boston sports fans are ruthless. They're, they say some of the nastiest shit. So, like, this is not surprising. And then the fact that Danny Ainge came out and said, no. Never happens. Bro. <laughs> Trying to just shut it down. I'm like, no, that's not how you – no. Okay, over, under, four fans getting – Ejected and or lifetime bans. Depends on where they're sitting. I haven't seen. (laughs) If you're in the top row, you're good. You you can just let it fly. I mean, we saw it this week with Russell Westbrook. We saw it with uh, John Morant in Utah. But those are two hostile environments. That was Philadelphia and Utah where they're known to be ruthless as well. So This is my spit. On Trey Young, yeah, oh, in the Garden, yeah, and Spit New York on him. Jeez, man, that's that. That's another. Like the popcorn thing is that that's bad. You shouldn't do it. But to spit on somebody, like when you spit on someone, you're ready to like fight to the death. The, the popcorn thing is interesting because this morning they brought it up on. I was listening to some talk radio, and um, one of the former Lakers is one of the just day commentators on there, and he said, "You know what? Back in the day, people used to bring batteries, and that." <laughs> Comparing it to soccer stadiums, where I guess in soccer stadiums they'll piss in bags and they'll throw the bag at you while you're on the field. I'm like, yeah, but it's like it's still unnecessary. It's the fact that Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook gets picked on deliberately. Like this, it's happened, I believe, in Denver, and now this is the second time in Philadelphia. And then uh, there's all these videos that are on the internet of Russell Westbrook fighting with not. Physically fighting with fans, but having verbal altercations with different fans in different arenas. So it's this isn't the first time Russell Westbrook has been in this issue. But I mean, the one the one solution that everybody brings up is that at least I'm thinking Paul's going to be on board with this. That at least one time, let him fight. One time, let him fight. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need another malice at the palace. Like, I think they've <laughs> forgotten. They think, oh, that 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 was, you know, 15 years ago. That we need to remind them that hey, that can still happen. Could you imagine the ushers like going towards the fan? The guy's like, oh, I'm getting kicked out. The he just pulls the fan down to the court and just watch him fight the player on the court. Damn, in front of the cameras. 
with the red thriller. (laughs) (laughs) All the red jackets from Staples Center just kind of like making like a little human circle. Just (laughs) let Russell Westbrook fucking do what he's got to (laughs) do. Yeah, man, these fans done lost their mind, bro. They, They get back to one game and forget how to act. Which is weird. So, like, the way it's situated in these different arenas, I don't know how... In Staples Center, they do let a few people sit courtside, but then the furthest that they're going to be is they're going to be kind of like a few rows up. And the people who are sitting courtside at Laker games are like celebrities, CEOs, agents. There's nobody who's really going to cause a problem. But the real fans, they put them like they put them back there. New York, they don't care. They're putting like anybody and everybody in on in these seats. So were they at max capacity? It looked like Madison Square Garden was sold yeah. out. So it looks like to me, it looks like the Garden and Barclays are. It looks like almost eighty percent. I don't want to say. I, I don't want to say. Might it's never get to the playoffs again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're acting like it. I don't know if you saw last night from the Garden. As soon as the game ended, they were crowding the streets around Madison Square Garden. And um, they were they chanting, we, they were chanting, we want Brooklyn. Come on. I hope they get Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need that battle in New York to happen. Yeah. So the, they're they're asking for the, for the Nets. Um, so speaking of the Nets, they're up 2-0 right now. Uh, do you think there's a way, especially with Jason Tatum, his, I don't know, his status going into game three. Uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. It's over. It's been over. <laughs> do you do you think there's a, even a slight chance they can st- get a game at the Garden? Zero. I don't think. I don't think they have anything to give. I, I had a sweep before any injuries or anything outside of Jalen Brown because we knew he was already out. But it, they just don't have the firepower. I agree with you, but I think you still think they get like one on the nets. Like Kyrie might give them some weird crystals. He's like, "Hey, man, I got these <laughs> crystal waters. I need you guys to drink." And they'll, they'll drink it, and they got like a tummy ache, and then like it's concussion like they mess juice. Up. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think like the Celtics are gonna band together and just play amazing basketball. I think that that just something weird's gonna happen with the nets, and they'll lose one game. Are they like, still? Are they still letting Kyrie go in the buildings and do like his little bullshit rituals? The sage cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> was that a one-time was... thing, or has he been doing it? He's been he. From what I had heard, he had asked multiple arenas if he could do it, and multiple arenas either told him yes or no. I just never followed up to see if he was still doing it. Well, yeah. See, the Celtics are gonna say no. And yeah. That's throw him <laughs> off. The Shockers are gonna be misaligned. <laughs> or are you going to use that as motivation to go extra hard? I want okay. I want to get your guys' opinion right now. What do you guys think of Steve Nash as a coach right now? I, I have no opinion. Like he's with that roster, they're just out there doing. They're playing basketball. I don't know. Yeah, he's just like go be yourself. He knows how to play. Obviously, he's one of the best point guards ever. But like, I can't imagine him like coaching them up. It's just like, hey, go be Kyrie. He's like, all right, I'll just go do Kyrie shit. Or he just give him like points. Like, oh, I noticed while you guys were out there, this guy's doing this, so look out for that. And they're like, yeah, whatever, man. And they just go back out there. And <laughs> they roll their eyes. Shut up, old man. 
<laughs> I mean, um, the the one player that I can compare it to the only, the only slight advantage is that Steve Nash was an MVP and this player wasn't and coach, uh, Steve Kerr. Like Steve Kerr and him kind of have a comparable coaching resume as far as the players and the staff that are around them. That basically all they got to do is kind of just show up and call timeouts. Just be somebody they trust. (laughs) Just just don't mess it up, you know. Just let them do their thing. And it's funny because now Steve Kerr is being ridiculed, not ridiculed as much as he was last season, but it's funny that now people are kind of like pressing off a little bit on on him. But um, it's funny. Well, the other thing was Luke Walton. So when Steve Kerr was out, Luke Walton was – the head coach of that 73 and 9 team wasn't he or was yeah, it mike he, brown he went like 32 and 4 yeah and now look at him with the sacramento kings and all the success he, he's had with them and all the uh the major accolades he got with the lakers when he was the head coach of them um hey man if seeing... you got three or four all-stars coaching's easy <laughs> so you just gotta please. get out their way yeah get out their way but then you you look at Steve Nash's crew. He's got Mike D'Antoni. And Mike D'Antoni's been to multiple Western Conference finals. Mike Dan Antoni? Yeah. Pringles himself. <laughs> he looks like the man on the Pringles can. But um it's just it's funny that Steve Nash is I still don't take him serious. I don't maybe that's my point of view. I just can't take him serious as a head coach. But no, I mean Ty Lu's same thing. When you have oh, LeBron, yeah. K-Love, and Kyrie, it doesn't matter. You get three All-Stars, and you're a good coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Ty Lue, uh, that segues into the next series I want to talk about. The Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Clipper I was, fan. I was, I was rooting for the Clippers. Not like I don't hate the Clippers, right? I kind of want to see them have mild success like enough success to where they feel a little bit of heartbreak when they lose to the Lakers. (laughs) um but this is it's it's kind of sad at this point i don't it's embarrassing it's flat out embarrassing um the way luka Doncic is just handling them on every aspect of the court the man was literally hitting horse shots from half court (laughs) and making them and just was passing them to they were making this Mavericks team they made them look like the 2017 Warriors mm. how they were just hitting threes just couldn't stop them offensively and then you still had Kawhi dropping 41 and Paul George doing the best he could but it's just the others the others just aren't there yeah. they've got nothing outside of that um they they They'll need some work. Do you, okay, do you guys think this is a sweep, or do they the Clippers get one? I had Clippers losing in six originally. Now I think I was giving them too much. <laughs> <laughs> it really I, might be four or five, and Clippers are out of here. I called um, this one way wrong. I had the Clippers winning, but I just don't. Talk about a team that looks deflated. Yeah, They don't look like they like playing basketball right now. I mean, if your whole thing is you got Kawhi and Paul George, who are two of the like top, I don't know, five or top ten defenders, and you're just letting Luka get whatever he wants, uh, you're not going to have a good time. 
Good luck. Yeah. Letting Porzingis get whatever he wants to. Porzingis is just he's he's playing as well as DeAndre Ayton, but nobody's noticing that. Uh, I mean, Knicks fans can hate on Porzingis all they want, but he's actually decent, and I don't think Knicks are gonna come out against the Hawks. <laughs> no. Um, Although I did have Knicks in five, I think I was just like super wrong about that one. We're all a little bit wrong. I think Mavericks pull it off. I think the Mavericks sweep the Clippers. And that's not being a hater. That's just me looking at these games and seeing the Clippers have no answer to Luka. It is just, it's flat out wrong. So, <laughs> so you got you got two sweeps right now. You had the, the Nets sweeping the Celtics, right? Yeah, I have the Nets sweeping the Celtics, and I have the Mavericks sweeping the Clippers. They're going to okay, find well. an answer when Pat Beverly steps under Luka and injures his ankle again. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he do that to Westbrook, too? No, he, he, bumped, he bumped knees with Westbrook and, like, broke his kneecap. That's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and another uh, potential sweep situation... We got the Bucks and the Heat. I thought Sorry, the Heat Bucks. were bubble frauds, and I think I'm I being see proven that now. right. <laughs> I see that now. I had Bucks and five, and it might be Bucks and four, but maybe Bucks and five. I think out of all of these matchups, this one looks to be the the most sweep worthy. The uh, I'm pulling up the stat that ESPN uh, proudly posted. The Bucks have beaten the Heat by a combined 63 points over the last two games. Shoosh. That's a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. They didn't really play that well tonight, though, did they? they no. Just... That's the crazy thing. It's defensively. Defensively, they're playing very well. When they're getting these guys off the bench, who I've never even heard of until the playoffs, it's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, credit Milwaukee, credit Giannis, but Giannis, like all this, like all of a sudden, maybe Miami wasn't the team who we thought they were. Maybe they were, and they just left it all in the bubble, left it all on the court. I just hate the slander that the Lakers are getting because of this, because everybody's saying, "Wow, the Lakers struggled in the NBA Finals against this team." No, that this this team is not that team. No, that's what I said. It's two different. Two different atmospheres, two different settings, two different seasons. Like, you can't compare the two. Right. Let's talk about the Knicks and the Hawks. Knicks and the Hawks. I can see this one going seven. Yeah, I I was dead wrong on this. I had it going five to the Knicks. I thought the, the Hawks, not that good. I thought Knicks defensively, really good. They would just lock down Trey. He wouldn't get his crappy free throws. But apparently they're still calling that bullshit, so... He's getting all the free throws he wants. Although I wanted to ask your opinion on it. What do you think about Mayor de Blasio calling out Trey Young during a, a press conference on, what was it, Tuesday or Monday? What did you think about that? I don't really have an opinion on Mayor de Blasio. <laughs> don't poke the mayor, man. <laughs> no, it's just anytime like politicians try to talk sports, it's just I ignore it. They always like do some corny shit like, oh, the mayor of... Miami versus the mayor of LA, they have this side bet where someone will eat cake or something. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> My team beats your team. You got to eat a bowl of beans. Exactly. Cold. No, it's usually the, 
I'm going to send you a year supply. I think it was a year supply of in and out or something like that. No, no, no. It's always some dork-ass shit. Like, oh, you got to wear the jersey for, like, the next, I don't know. Look, man, if you want to secure some votes, just give us free money. Exactly. That's all you need. Exactly. Just keep it simple. <laughs> free money in my pocket. I want some more of them Biden bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, What did you guys think of, we'll say Trey Young's offense. What do you think? guys think of him going to his uh, his building? Do you think he's going to handle and protect home court, or do you think the Knicks steal one of those games on the road? I think it'll go back and forth. I think he's going to ball out. He's going to do what he does. But I just, to me, when I watch these teams, it doesn't seem like there's a clear favorite to either one. It's yeah, it's of, not really good basketball that we're watching when they play. It's like even basketball, but not good basketball. Low-level competitive. But these, yeah, they're still professionals. I don't want you guys to come talking shit to me. <laughs> challenging me to one-on-one. Let's challenge you to 21. One arm behind your back. Let's yeah, I mean, low level. <laughs> they don't got a team of all-stars. They got A, Trey Young, or they got Bogdanovich. Gallinari. Yeah. Gallinari's pretty huge. He was a... Yeah, but I mean, Gallinari's no AD. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, no. you're not you're not on that level. No. We don't think an NBA champion is coming out of this. Season. Exactly. No. No. Um, what I do you say guys... the same thing for the Grizzlies and the Jazz? I was going to say, what do you guys think about the Grizzlies and the Jazz? As far as, do you guys think Jaw, do you think after game one, the game one performance, he's kind of uh, gassed out now that Donovan Mitchell's back on the court? I had Golden State beating the Jazz. <laughs> I think we all did. But then when Golden State didn't make it, I switched it up to the Jazz beating Memphis, and I'm pretty confident in that. I just don't think Memphis has it. I think the fraud, Rudy Gobert, uh, can actually stop Morant because Morant can get 40, 50, 60, 70, doesn't matter. Uh, There's nobody else that's going to help yeah. him on that team. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think of Dylan Brooks? Because a lot of people are saying that Dylan Brooks and John Morant are one of the best Best backcourts in the playoffs right now. What do you guys think of that statement? To be honest, I had no idea who Dylan Brooks was until his game against Steph. And he's been kind of impressive, but I wouldn't put him as him and Ja being one of the best backcourts. I would say he's efficient, but not impressive. Efficient, but not impressive. Looks I remember his stat sheet. Yeah, exactly. He, I remember when he played against the Lakers like very early on in the season. He was getting a little cocky, and LeBron shut his ass down like LeBron shut uh, Jay Crowder's ass down tonight. But uh, <laughs> similar, like it was just LeBron does it to different players around the league. He just Dylan Brooks was the victim that night. Um, Jay think... Crowder had such a like baby brother face the whole time. Like he's just getting <laughs> bullied by his big brother. I'm telling you, he wanted to cry. He cried in the car. Absolutely. Um, I think. Utah, it, it's funny that Donovan was able to just get right back into it last night. Usually, I, with something like that, especially playoff basketball, kind of takes some, some adjusting to. You can even see with LeBron and AD, it took him quite a took him a, a game to really get into playoff mode. Like I don't think they were in playoff mode in game one, and game two, I think they turned it on. Um, it was just interesting to see Donovan Mitchell get right back into it. Like it was nothing, but also Some guys just got it, man. It's fresh legs. I mean, he, he said he was ready at game one, and they held him back. Maybe he was ready in game two. He proved that 
he's ready for playoff basketball. Um, as far as the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> that took place tonight. I mean, um, I had that on the other screen in the living room. And it's funny that, in my eyes, Carmelo Anthony is the MVP of this series so far. Even though the okay. Portland Trailblazers took the loss tonight, if I'm going to name an MVP of the series, Carmelo Anthony is absolutely showing shades of New York Carmelo, just the scoring champion that he was, uh, being able to create some sort of offense and creating uh, shots when Damon uh, CJ aren't able to. Um, it's just Jokic. Jokic is just too much, I think, for that team. Can you guys fill me in on uh, what Dame Time's record is right now? They're one, uh, one and two. The series is now Denver controlled. So is uh, Dame Time Dame Time or is Dame Time Fraud Time? Uh, it's tough to say. Only for the fact that he really had a good performance in game one. Game two, obviously... Denver was trying to take back or protect home court. Game three, it was, I want to say it was the Carmella show. And then they let Austin Rivers, who, like I said, I didn't even know he was back in the league till recently. He showed out. He came and he was making tough three-point shots and able to create the distance between Portland. I mean, Portland was, we were watching the game a little bit earlier today. They were just, trying to make as many shots as they could at the last second, but it just wasn't enough. Like, Dame was hitting these weird half-court shots, and CJ was doing the same thing. It's just it's not enough sometimes. It's too little too late. All for nothing. All for nothing. Exactly. Well, I feel like if you can't if you can't get it done, then it's not really, you know? Like, it, it can't be Dame time only when you win. Like, you, you kind of need Dame time all the time, don't you? Like... <laughs> yeah. Essentially, <laughs> but you, I mean, you have other guys on that team, Nurkic, you have CJ McCollum, you have Carmelo Anthony, who are, a, it's a good supporting cast, but Dane definitely needs to, to take over these games some nights and just let the others know. 60. Yeah, let the others know, like, hey, it, it, let me do me. He has the ball. Can he do that? Like, I'm a Dame truther. If anyone's listening and doesn't understand what I'm doing here, I I think I think Dame is really really good, but I don't think he can turn it up for Dame time. I think Dame time is a myth, and he'll be good and he'll be bad. And when he's good, they're good, and when he's bad, they're bad. Like it's not, it's this mythical thing that people have created for this guy. When he like, oh, he scored three three pointers in a row. Okay. He missed like seven before that. Like it's not like because he'd suddenly turned clutch. It's just law of averages, averaging out. Like he's a casino, casino <laughs> shooter. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you get all cherries. Sometimes you'll get <laughs> random things that don't add up. Oh, well, I'm gonna be the vulnerable Laker fan right now and say if the Lakers or when the Lakers advance to the second round, and somehow, some way, Portland comes out of the series with Denver. I'd be a little worried of Lakers going against Portland. Why? <laughs> I just I just feel the Lakers would let Dame do what Dame does because they just let guys like that go off. 
They just, I mean, he's been going off in this series, and it's it's not really in the. Uh, but I the guess thing is, if the they thing, advance, then it will be enough. Okay, the thing is, if you let somebody like, averages, if you let somebody like Dame go off, and then the Lakers go on these stupid droughts of not scoring for five minutes, then the Portland Trailblazers can just climb on top of that lead, and then the games just get out of hand, and then the Lakers are down by twenty, and it's just. It happened in the regular season. I know they. it's essentially the same team as last year, but cobbling in these playoffs is just kind of like they have the agility. Portland Trailblazers do right now. Lakers being on the side, especially with KCP going down, they're going to have an MRI. Gonna happen with that. Yeah, he's going to have an MRI on Friday. It's just a bruise, isn't it? Who knows? Said a, con- a contusion. Yeah, contusion's just a fancy word for a bruise. <laughs> but that takes down a, a good, good defense, a good defensive player coming off. I mean, even though KCP wasn't producing offensively, KCP was getting boards and he was providing good defense for the most part. Mm, I, I, out of all the teams that I've had a chance to watch these playoffs in the West. The only team that I'd be worried about for the Lakers is the Mavericks. That they, they seem a little they seem like they got that star star power, star quality to them this season. I'll ask you this, Paul. If you were to start an NBA franchise right now, San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> you bring back the San, San Diego Shamus. San Diego Shamus. <laughs> Who do you take? Dame or Luca starting Luka. your franchise? Luca. Just he's he's got something special about him. I, I don't know, the, the the shots that he hits, the ways that he gets them. He just I like his intensity. I I take Luca. Paul says Luca time over Dame time. Interesting. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I mean, I think this series is going to go to Denver. Now that I'm watching it, the more I'm watching it, uh, I think it's going to be Denver in six. I think Portland gets one more game, probably the next game at home. But I think uh, Denver takes care of business in six. Going I, got, into... I got the McNuggets in seven. They in win seven. it on their home court at the end. I can see that. I forget who I picked, but like I say, it doesn't matter. It's not the Lakers or the Mavericks. I don't think it's going to make a difference. We're going into basically everybody's game three and game fours so far. What, who do you guys think is the best player in these playoffs so far? Hard to say. I mean, individually, probably Luca. I was going to say Luca. I could agree with that. Just basically, the, the headlines that he's creating by himself. Yeah. Yeah, just incredible. But I mean, um, the the Nets and Bucks players they they just dominate so much that they don't really stand out. But yeah, like, I mean, it's not an individual effort going on uh, over there. Yeah, that's the downside to the. I mean, not a downside, but the upside yeah. to Luca. If Anthony Davis keeps playing like how he played tonight, I think yeah, he 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 would be my MVP of the playoffs. But he's got he's got to do a little more consistently. Yeah, he had one bad one and two good ones. Oh yeah, and down the stretch, I was telling you guys in the chat like, what was he doing? His best. <laughs> <laughs> he turned over the ball. Uh, um, I want to say it was like three possessions in a row, and then a few fouls. A lot of fouls that he, sh- I mean, I guess it's playoff basketball, but there's a lot of dumb fouls that are being called hey, on. At least he's trying. At least he's trying. Like I said, doing his best. 
bro, there was like a two minute stretch where we like missed two dunks on a layup. I was just like losing my mind. I think, okay, if Anthony Davis had made that dunk tonight, the one that flew all the way to the 300 section, he would have been my MVP. But after he missed mm. it, yeah. Okay, that, that takes you down a couple points. Yeah, I think if you would have made that dunk, they would have just called the game. Yeah. <laughs> Her beam runs down. Stop fight. <laughs> With his untucked shirt. <laughs> he just loves why he's just in there vibing, watching fights. <laughs> Best seat in the house. Oh, did we have any thoughts about Sixers, Wizards? I think we skipped them. Oh, yeah. I mean, not memorable, obviously. Not memorable, but yeah. But. Do you guys think uh, Westbrook and Beal get a game at all, or is it getting swept? It's, it's a sweep. Yeah, I think they'll they'll play really good. You know, they'll have a game where they're like within three points, but I, I don't think they win. Yeah, I don't think they get one. I feel bad for Westbrook, but yeah, I don't think that's it's meant to be. Cool. We got oh. some cool shoes. Is It'll be all right. Do you guys think that Russell Westbrook is the 2021 version of Allen Iverson? Uh, explain more how you think. You mean that he is a great player who has all these accolades, MVPs, well, the one MVP, triple-double leader. Allen Iverson was a scoring leader, but he just he's never going to be on a team that wins it all. Gone to the finals once, got a game, and that was it. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's his fault that his teams suck. Like he's not making the team bad. He's just on bad teams. It wasn't Allen Iverson's fault either. It wasn't Allen Iverson's fault that he had Eric Snow on his team. (laughs) I I think that he's definitely a branch off of the Allen Iverson tree. I put it like that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, Russell Westbrook's career hasn't ended, but. I think it's leading. Sounds like you're ending it. <laughs> I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull a Pat Bev and go back and was it? Wasn't at the scores table. It happened. He is, yeah, he's about to call a timeout. Pat Beverly yeah. like ran into him like an idiot trying to steal it. Yeah, it was almost seemed like a freak accident, and then we found out later in life that Pat Beverly was an asshole. No, I think we knew him then too. Okay. <laughs> All right, we want to talk about uh, our baby Lakers getting both sixth man and most improved oh, yeah. player. Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle, congrats to them. Sixth man of the year and most impressive player of the year. The one complaint that I will have about the most improved player of the year is why does that award look like a paperweight? <laughs> <laughs> it looks so cheap. Like they just went to Staples or Office Max and grabbed like the most generic like employee of the month award and said, "Yeah, let we'll give him that." It, it doesn't. There's like no statue to it. To it, there's like it doesn't look like an award that the NBA would give out. They gotta run a tight ship, man. They can't be spending money on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody gets a statue except the most improved player of the year. It's so funny how that worked out. They want a real award. Keep improving. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the step to it, the step to an MVP or six man of the year. And he joins. Uh, what's what's his name? He joins uh, Brandon Ingram as yep. also getting most improved player. Didn't D'Angelo Russell get it as well too? Did he? Yeah, when he was on the Nets. So we got a lot, a lot of talent. Yeah, 
I mean, that, that just goes to prove you that uh, our boy Mitch, he was right. No, because Mitch also, <laughs> Mitch also screwed the crap out of the Clippers or the Lakers with uh, Mozgov and Luol Deng. Deng. Yeah, two of the worst oh. contracts in NBA history. Both on the oh. same team. Both in the same oh. year. Did you know that Luol Deng was part of the 2020 NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers last year? I, I think I read that in like a trivia <laughs> or something. Had no idea. He was, he was still getting paid. He's still getting paid by the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, yeah, they split up his last year into like three or four years. Yeah. That's the kind of job I need, man. <laughs> Get a ring. Did, they didn't give him a ring, right? I don't know. Whatever. We probably page probably says NBA <laughs> champion. That's all that matters. That's kind of true. This is true. Um, what did you guys think? Or what do you guys think right now as far as the other awards are concerned of the three finalists for MVP? I think they're going to give it to Embiid. You think Embiid's got it? I think, I think it's going to so. be uh, the Joker. I think it's going to be the Joker as well. I just yeah, think Embiid missed too many games. Movie. doesn't matter if uh, how good someone plays. If Once you miss a certain amount of games, it's, it's over for you. Same with... Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, even though he had a hell of a season, just not making the playoffs, I think is... Oh, yeah. That's disqualified for sure. Yeah. I mean, we did see Russell Westbrook get the MVP, and he didn't go to the playoffs, but... Uh, shouldn't yeah. count. Yeah. Uh, do we want to get into the big versus match that was uh, announced this past week, Paul, with uh, Bow Weezy? A.K.A. Mr. One of Six in Park versus Young Draco, Soldier Boy. You, you. I'm just really happy, thankful, grateful that they decided to exclude Little Romeo from any of these <laughs> What will be funny as hell is if we hear, "By God, by God, it's Romeo, <laughs> it's Romeo." <laughs> He hits Bow Wow in the back with a chair. I mean, he's got <laughs> musically, he's got nothing to offer. Oh, he absolutely. One little Romeo song. So if he only, can, it's not good. The only one Romeo song that I remember is the music video was shot at Six Flags. And that was like the one big song that he had. I can't. I remember he had a billboard up for like a good six months in LA. Um, in what yeah, year was this? Oh, this was like when it was maybe what 2000? 2000, 2000? Yes, oh wow, I the century, <laughs> the nine, nine in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, no. when but no limit adds coattails. Oh, no limit is hey, look, Master P is um, no a, a, a very successful businessman and entrepreneur, but musically. <laughs> That guy does not <laughs> fucking have it. He is rap. He, no. he is uh, Master P, the Michael Jordan compared GM what? Michael GM <laughs> GM G. Let me clarify this one more time. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't say this right. The GM version of Michael Jordan of the rap CEOs. Oh. Um, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> think of all the bad draft picks that Michael Jordan has scooped up over the years. 
But the thing about it is Master P has still been successful. Same with Michael Jordan. Don't understand. Michael Jordan sells shoes. Like, that's where his money comes from. Same but, with Master P. Master P sells. Master P- <laughs> Wait, you're telling me Michael Jordan's just Al Bundy now? <laughs> Essentially. You, you've never seen anybody lined up for P. Millers. P. Millers have never sold out anywhere. No. What was the I don't, line? Uh, I think he still sells drugs. Shit can get uglier than a masterpiece sneaker. Yeah, no, just, <laughs> I watched the documentary on him and No Limit, and it's just—it's actually kind of impressive that he's succeeded as much as he had, despite having no talent. Like, <laughs> he's not good at making music. Like he's not good at anything he does, but he apparently makes money off of it. So. Um, no, he's pretty good at basketball. He's, he was good at basketball. I'll give him that. He, he was good. the first rapper who actually played. What was it for? He played on the Raptors, or he tried out for the Raptors, something like that. And he then he little pro ball, and and, and like you could tell that that was his his original passion. But he just did all this other this other thing was his his backup plan. And hey, uh, more power to him. I'm just glad we don't have to hear from Little Romeo <laughs> on this versus, but. I'm Team Soldier Boy all the way on this one. He he was a okay. true icon. Give uh, me ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. He got team easily three three major major hits. Well, give me the three major hits. Okay, the, it's tell him Soldier Boy. Tell him. Kiss me through the phone. Okay. Kiss me through the phone, and then turn your swag, swag on. on. Yeah. I mean, you you can do that without even without even googling. Then give me four and five. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, get on my face. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Oh, also, also, um, booty me. <laughs> Never heard of it. Okay, so I mean, you may not know this, but I'm let you know a little bit more of a Soldier Boy history. Like he invents damn near everything. He was like the original soundtrack to internet twerk videos. So I was, back in the day, it was probably, what, 2006, 2007, early days of YouTube. Someone says, you know, they post up something. Oh, yeah, Soldier Boy booty meat. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I go to YouTube and type in Soldier Boy booty meat, and it's just video upon video of ass shaking. And I was, I became a fan. Soldier Boy. Um, After extensive research on the topic. Right. I mean, these songs are shifting the culture. And and now there's entire apps dedicated to shaking your ass online. And it all started from the so- genre. Soldier Boy save YouTube. Without Soldier Boy, YouTube would have probably folded. Let me let me tell you about the legend that is Shad. Is it Shad Moss? Yeah. Boward Woward. <laughs> Boward Woward. AKA Snoop Dogg's little was his godson. Or nephew or something like that. Yo, did you see the interview with the? It was like when he was really young, like the interviewer thought he was like a, a little girl. Oh my god! Oh, he's like, god. oh man, we're here with the little Bow Wow man, and you know she's she's such a little cutie, she's so cute. <laughs> Somebody in the back's like, hey, that's a nigga, man. What you doing? And the guy's just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my, my bad. <laughs> no. Oh man! Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Bowered> <laughs> this must. What was that? Was probably death row days, huh? 
Because he was, I don't know if you know that, he's yeah, on The Chronic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the little little kid in, in class on the yeah. skit. Yeah, yeah so like he's that, on that album. He was like seven or eight or something like that. Yeah, it's probably around then. And then he got signed into Jermaine Dupree. And then he came out with the hit, Like Mike. <laughs> hey, if, if we're talking acting, movies, yeah. Little Bow Wow is great. He, he'll beat Soulja Boy. In an acting, but he's got when it comes he's to got it. songs to line up with every movie he's came out with. I mean, he wasn't in Hardball, but he's got the song Hardball from Hardball <laughs> with Lil Wayne. Right. Lil Strike Wayne saved it. Soldier Boy does it all himself. <laughs> he's a one man wrecking crew. He raps, he dances, he, he choreographs, he shoots the videos. Come on, she got a dog. She got a they dog. Rap. Come on, dog. They wrapped around the corner in the cold for weeks for Bow Wow 106 and Park. In the cold, minus six degrees. Hey, Bow Wow's made a lot of contributions, sure, but we're talking <laughs> music that's been put out, Soldier Boy and Four. <laughs> Do you remember when Bow Wow was signed to Young Money? In a... No. <laughs> they were doing a, a deposition with Birdman, and um, they were naming all the artists. <laughs> that, uh Birdman had signed the cash money, young money. And he was like, Yeah, little Wayne signed to me, Nicki Minaj signed to me, Drake, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then got down to uh, Bow Wow. He's like, I signed Bow Wow. <laughs> 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 I was like, how do you forget that you signed Bow Wow to your Dude, label? That was, that was money laundering, man. They just like <laughs> move some money around. And also I hate how he dropped the lil. So I'm not I'm not Lil Bow Wow. I'm I'm just Bow Wow. Don't they all drop the little at some point? Like young Jeezy is just Jeezy now. Lil Wayne is 53 years old and still going by Lil. Mm, he's Wheezy after baby. <laughs> <laughs> Different personas. I got Bow Wow in five. Bow Wow in five. No way. You're 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 gonna this is gonna be one of those verses where you sit and you watch. And then Soldier Boy is gonna play hit after hit. Exactly. Like, oh, I forgot about that <laughs> one. Oh, I forgot about that. And oh, and it aged so well. Like I say, ahead of his time, futuristic. He, I think the, know, sh- the show he invented that FaceTime. Oh, he... <laughs> as soon he as it says Soldier Boy, tell him it's over. Soldierboytellem.com. You can still go there. Crowd's just gonna go wild. It's over. Just picture it. Just watch the Steve chat. Steve Jobs laying in his bed. Listening, kiss me through the phone. <laughs> he says, "Wait, I've got an idea." I wonder how much money he made off that ringtone. He was the richest ringtone rapper, like yeah, I, I think he was. Yeah, he he was really he was an industry back when we pioneer. had to pay for that. Shit. All right, ring back tones, and he's got his own game console. What does little Bow Wow have to compete? I mean, excuse me, Bow Wow have to compete with that? Nothing. He had the clothing line, but that was about it. He had a clothing line? Yeah. It was called Shad. Okay. I just I hope it's fun. It, it'll be real nostalgic. I'm, I'm glad we're at this point in the verses where we're at that 2006, 2007 time frame. Do you think we're at the end of them? No, I think they're they're here to stay. So I think they're like looping it back around. They're starting with another Swiss Beats and Timbaland. Uh, so they're just kind of, they're trying to see 
who's willing to do it. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I think there's still a lot a lot left to do. I think it, it it'll be fun if they can get into some of the more niche artists who don't have as many hits, and you can just get those 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 fan bases out together. Gotcha. I want to see Exhibit uh, versus Busta Rhymes. Oh God. Yeah. That would, Next no. To the no. Zoo. Actually, thinking no, about that, Busta no. would kill him though. Yeah, he would, but would be, I I just don't like slaughter. Exhibit. I like Busta. I think I think it'd be fun. I'm trying to think who else I'm. Well, everybody wants to battle Jay, but I don't think Jay will. Nah, Jay's too old for that. The only one I mean, it could have been was Snoop, and then that they missed out. No, I said Drake. No, just the the generational gap. Yeah, wouldn't work there. Jay's in a class of his own. Yeah, um, maybe Nas. No way. Nas couldn't hang in a versus. Not with. Jay. I mean, Nas has a classic album, Illmatic, but. It, it'll be it'll be like Nelly versus Ludacris, where he's got a strong like first ten, and then after that it just yeah goes downhill, flames out. Yeah, it's Godson, and then a lot of bad albums after that. <laughs> right. well, a lot of bad albums with a good single here or there. Yeah, not not the catalog to compete with the Jay Z. No, absolutely not. Is it on Triller still? Were there uh, verses? Yeah, I, don't, I just I find sh- I usually somebody just posts it up on Instagram. Oh yeah, because it's still on that platform. It's still on Instagram, but I think you can get it on Triller if you like want to watch it on your TV or your computers, anywhere you don't have a, Instagram capabilities. But I think you watch Instagram pretty much anywhere as far as tablet and computer wise. Yeah, I don't know. Just interesting how it's been a year and they're still keeping the momentum going on that. It's a good idea. I mean, that was a good moment for the culture. It's funny that, like, I think it's people who are invested into the hip hop, hip hop, and social media culture are really invested into it because I've asked people who don't have Twitter and don't listen to hip hop if they know what it is and they have the slightest clue on what's oh, going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, what's happening? It's not a mainstream worldwide phenomenon yet. No, it's not. But I, I, I hope it. I hope it never becomes that. I, I like you know. You know, one. There's gonna be a day where Taylor mm-hmm. Swift goes head to head with whoever she chooses. Taylor Swift, <laughs> Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and Kanye. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> That would be pay-per-view. That wouldn't even be Triller. I mean, Triller is pay-per-view, but it would be at a magnitude of bigger than Triller. <laughs> It'd be must-see TV. Only for the spectacle that it would be. The streets um, need it. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. As far as later down the line. We're not there yet, but soon we will be. Um, all out, And Paul, I want to ask you, what do you guys think um, of basically the governor of California? Um, Caitlyn No, not yet. Oh, do <laughs> oh, some news. Bringing the incentive of if you are vaccinated, you are entered into this drawing of, I think it will be weekly fifty thousand dollars, and then they're going to give away a million dollars to one person. So the incentive of getting money for getting these shots, like, so what are your guys' thoughts you, on that? You get a lottery ticket? 
it says yeah, if you are, if you have been vaccinated in the state of California, I don't know if you if they registered your name or how that's worked, and then if you were over the age of twelve, and then you've gotten at least one shot, you are eligible for this uh, for this drawing. The crazies were right. The government's tracking you. <laughs> oh, you know what, man? Fuck that fifty thousand dollar drawing. You can go get a free Krispy Kreme donut. I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do that right now. Um, the other incentive is if you didn't get it, they're giving you a fifty dollar food card. Yeah, man. We messed up by being responsible people and getting the vaccine on time. We had to. <laughs> we had to wait for the benefits to kick in to get bribed to do it. Because we were talking about this the other day, that there was no incentive set up in the beginning of this and now all this is coming up last week it was laker tickets and now this drawing so it's crazy that all these are rolling out now i think he wants to hit a certain number by a certain date so he's spending a lot of money to to do it because we're supposed to like open up on what is it june 15th june 15th is the big day june 15th in california is going to be enormous and i think he wants it to be like over 70 or 75 percent to have like at least the first vaccine i think you're right i think there's a certain certain data that they're looking at right now and he wants those numbers to be ramped up so what is it by at least the seventh or the eighth he has a good idea of where he's at week out before the final number that he needs to be at but it'll be interesting how june 15th goes do you guys have any expectations on june 15th because for right now from father's day i'm expecting some socks and underwear (laughs) june 15th i think is a tuesday isn't it is it oh when's father's day (laughs) father's day is a sunday every year so you right now oh yeah 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 yeah, twenty. Okay. So June fifteenth, in like my world of following theme parks and everything, they basically it's gonna be free for all, and uh, sports wise too. So Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium said they're going to go up to one hundred percent capacity. Are they opening up buffets? That's all I. That's all I care about. <laughs> hometown buffet. buffet. Chinese buffet. Man. You guys even have a hometown. Have some pizza. Do you guys even have a hometown buffet to go back to? I don't think so. Yeah. I never went to the one that was over here. You've lived in that city how long? Your whole uh, life? <laughs> You're not missing nothing. Yeah. I don't think... It, it, I've think been to other buffets, and it and they've never been good, so why why go to that one? It was a staple. A Santa Clarita staple. <laughs> the, the only buffets that are worth it are in Vegas... Oh, Vegas buffet is so good. Yeah. Any any casino you go to for breakfast, oh my god. That, that's the only thing that's left for them to open up. Everything else is open up in Vegas, man, but still no buffets. So what's happening on the 15th? Are we just all raw-dogging it? No masks? Or are we still wearing masks? And... Keep in mind, man. <laughs> so it, it depends on where you're going. So it depends on, like, so for instance, Disney saying... 100% capacity, but the problem is, is that if you're going to be indoors, you're still going to be required to wear a mask. I believe at Dodger Stadium, um, wearing a mask, but you don't have to wear your mask still when you're eating or drinking. Well, that's outdoors, isn't it? Yeah. It, like I said, it's all up to, it's all up, it's all discretion. 
discretion was what up to the, the business who, yeah what whoever owns such what they're basically saying is okay to be doing so a lot of basically like i saw something for six flags that if you're fully vaccinated you can go and wearing a mask is actually optional i'm still keeping mine on man same here i hate i hate the way people smell i don't like talking to <laughs> i invested too much in masks i'm good. not to yeah. keep wearing I'm, masks. I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep with it when do you guys feel the mask will go away I think they're going to be kind of like here to stay. How they do over in China and Japan and stuff. They just... No, uh, just everyone in the subway just wearing them because like the city's all smoggy and... Yeah. Yeah. Air quality. Yeah. I think that's pretty much the path of where we're headed for the next few years. Um, yeah, I mean, we're kind of getting our COVID under control, but other countries, not so much. So I feel like it's yeah. just going to be like so many different variants going around exactly still a lot a lot up in the air as far as variants is concerned so that's where i feel on it as far as like yeah it's good that we're getting vaccinated but what about the other parts of the country like you said all i I, it's hard to say with the variants hey man they should have been born in america (laughs) born in the (laughs) usa america i i did find the julio jones thing interesting I guess there's two parts of it. The first part is, do you think that his call to Shannon Sharp was set up beforehand, or was that just live, off the cuff? I guess we can set it up a a little first to say what happened. And Yeah. Shannon and Skip on the show were talking about Julio, and Shannon decided to call Julio and ask him about his free agency and the Cowboys, and Julio answered as if, a lot of people thought he didn't know he was on the air. Right, so, like a casual conversation. Yeah. So now the the feeling is Shannon did him dirty if he didn't tell him that he was on the air because of how it played out. Right, because of what he said, which was he's out of there, meaning his team, the Atlanta Falcons. Exactly. And he, and he took a shit on the Cowboys, too. He was spotted wearing a <laughs> Cowboys... Cowboys apparel, and then they're like asking about the Cowboys. He's like, uh, "I'm planning to go on a winning team." And he's like, "Oh, what about the Cowboys?" He's like, "Nah, not them either." He asked him about the Cowboys because Skip Bayless is the biggest yeah. Cowboys fan, yeah. so that was the why he baited him to say that. Do you guys think he knew, or you guys think he didn't? He had know? to know. They're, they had to know. I think there's no way that they let him call him on live television and just let that. Fly. I just, I don't. They're Maybe. saying that Shannon is in in trouble because of it behind the scenes. And they're saying that Julio's uh, agency, his representation, were blindsided. And now they're really pissed off at Fox and Julio for even doing that. Well, the Atlanta Falcons didn't seem to care because <laughs> did, did you see what they tweeted? Like, usually when a player comes out and says something about, like, wanting to leave they reassure the fans like hey yo you know we, we love this guy and they just tweeted something very matter-of-factly julio jones goes on undisputed and says he's out of here and like that was it like that was <laughs> like that's the headline yeah so I, I whether or not it was a work i believe him that he will be out of there um and i think it becomes a little interesting actually very interesting to, to see where he ends up i've got my Top five destinations that I, I oh, think we're going to end up with. 
give us no, the, no, no, give I, us I'm not breaking down from five to one, five to one. Okay, and I'm not going to be discussing any of the front office, what kind of picks or who they have to move. Yeah, the front, just, the front office that they'll figure that out. If they want them, they can make it work. Hey, the money guys will handle the money. You're the idea right, right. guy. Right there, you go. So starting at five, I've got the New England Patriots. Okay. Um, okay. Because I, I think that he wants to leave mainly because of the quarterback situation, but I think it could also be a little bit of the head coach with Dan Quinn. So you, you definitely get an upgraded head coach going with Belichick. Quarterback situation, meh, it's kind of a wash there. But I think you maybe have more fun playing with Cam Newton than uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. So if, if, if his goal is to, to win and, and win a championship, I could see the Patriots. And then at four, I've got moving out west, the Seattle Seahawks. Hmm. Um, hmm. This is, so is, um, that to, is that to keep Russell Westbrook, not Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Russell Westbrook <laughs> happy? Um, yeah, I just think, you know, you got a, a championship quarterback in Russell Wilson, you've got a championship head coach in, in Pete Carroll, and then the combination of DK Metcalf and Julio Jones, I don't see what defense is going to be able to shut that down for two quarters. Big, strong guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that would be a fun one. Three, I've got the Tennessee Titans. Hmm. Um, like I say, at quarterback, not too much of an upgrade there with Ryan Tannehill. I think he's he's similar to the skill set that you get from Matt Ryan. He's just younger, a little bit more mobile. Um, but I think pairing up with a dynamic running back like um, Derrick Henry becomes interesting. And and they're already a contender. I think that's why I've got them rated above the Seahawks and the Patriots. They're already in the playoffs. They've got a chance to win. And um, A.J. Brown has already tweeted out that, hey, he has no problem being a number two to Julio Jones. Um, did you happen to see the t- Tennessee Titan player? I can't remember off the top of that who it was. Send him the DM. On Instagram, that, that's AJ that's, Brown. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he, he. But did you see that he left him on red? That... <laughs> <laughs> so we can probably cross out the Tennessee Titans there. Yeah. Okay, and then we move up to my number two. I think this one starts to get really interesting. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like. I mean, Kyler Murray, dynamic young quarterback. Um, they they made a lot of offseason moves. They got. AJ Green at receiver. They got James Conner at running back. And then obviously DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I, I think with, with those receivers, that running back, that quarterback, they, they become a contender. Um, and it, did, I don't know. Did Larry Fitzgerald retire? I was just about to ask. So he'd probably uh, be replacing him. Did he? Or maybe he, he still hasn't announced it yet. He's probably going for one more year. I, I feel like I'd, I'd remember if he said he's done. Yeah, so he's still on the roster. And then he's still on the ro- yeah, he's still on the roster as of April 15, 2021 because there's a sports betting uh, website that's uh putting <laughs> bets on if he retires before the start of the season. Uh, he's so probably waiting to see air. if if Julio yeah. Jones comes. Going to get his number. He's got to well, stay he, though, right? If Julio joins, just to like be the be the yeah. old yeah, vet yeah, yeah. guy that coaches them up, even though Julio doesn't need any. In the receiver's room. Yeah. They've got a similar kind of play style. Julio and Larry Fitzgerald, that big, physical, strong hands. 
Really yeah, curious who number one's going to be. Who, take a guess. Who are you guys thinking? Tampa Bay. I mean, that's just overload. I'm, 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 no, no. <laughs> Didn't no. they overload last year? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go with your team, the Vikings. Although I would love that, I doubt he goes there because he won't win. But I've got my thinking is the Bills. That becomes a very interesting one. They should be on my list, even though they're not. But I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. Ooh. Did not see that coming at all. Because they've already been a contender with literally just Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And he's throwing to nobody. Yep. So now if you give him a top five receiver, I, I think instantly the not a Super Bowl favorite, but they become somebody in the AFC who gives the Chiefs a run for their money. Yeah, I, th- I think it would be Chiefs, Bills, then the Ravens if Julio ends up there. But um, huh. from everything I've Maybe. seen, the only official thing I've seen is, is that the Rams are making a play for him. Is That'd be nice. I just don't know who they give up. Right, like I say, all, all, all that kind of stuff, they, they, they can figure that out. I think they yeah. said the Falcons just want a draft pick, so so they they can they can figure something out. <laughs> wow, cash considerations at that point. But hmm. you get Matt Stafford, Sean McVay. It becomes interesting. I see no problems with your choices, especially the number one. Now that you you put that out there, it makes sense. If I was the Ravens, I'd I'd be giving up as much as I can to try and get him because yeah, Lamar Jackson needs a receiver. He needs another one. Okay. Paul, do you want him to go to the Patriots if you were to go to the Patriots? Uh, no, I don't really care about the Patriots. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> people that are listening, I'll have my favorite players, and wherever they go, I don't give a shit about the team. I'll follow wherever they go. LeBron's going to be on Cleveland, or for Cleveland, LeBron's going to go to Lakers. I'll root Lakers. for Lakers. Go to Miami, I'll Lakers. root for Miami. Save yourself the heartbreak, man. Uh, I've been a Vikings <laughs> fan for 20 years, and... Right. That was my that was my original love, man. Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Dante Culpepper, Jeff Green, all of them. Randall Cunningham. Yeah. I don't know why 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 I Robert can't Smith. Yeah, after after Moss left, I was just done with them. I was just like, I'm just gonna follow Randy around. He is the reason that I'm I'm a I'm a Vikings fan. Um because you know, back in the day, growing up in LA, all of our football teams abandoned us. And uh, I, I, I had to pick a new team. And I remember we were on the, the playground playing football. And these are, you know, when you're younger, you don't just go play football. Everybody kind of picks a character. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Jerry Rice. I'm, I'm Peyton Manning. <laughs> right, right. And then I remember one day everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm Randy Moss. I'm Randy Moss. Everybody's like fighting over being Randy Moss. I'm like, who the fuck is Randy Moss? I didn't really know. And at, at the time, I couldn't just go Google it, so I did the next best thing. I loaded up Madden and get the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm just lobbing bombs, Dante Culpepper, <laughs> and Randy Moss is just streaking down, jumping up, double coverage, doesn't matter. Yanking it, mossing them. And, and ever since then, been a fan. So I started watching them, and um, through all the heartbreak, NFC Championship losses, but why stay with them? That's that's where you lost I, me. I, I I I cannot explain it, but I can't root for another team. I've tried, doesn't work. Like the Utah Jazz. 
<laughs> I, I was able to quit them. So you're saying your love for Carl Malone wasn't as strong as your love for Randy Moss. <laughs> Greg Osterdag. Not even close. Both purple jerseys, but no. What was it? I think it, that's the weird thing is that our generation didn't per se. I mean, we had me and all I can say we saw the Raiders, but we really can't because I don't really remember. And the Rams, yeah, no. they, they were gone. No, yeah. I don't. I don't have any uh, attachment to any of those teams. Yeah. So it's like we're in that weird gap, or we were raised in that weird gap, where we didn't have a hometown team. I think that's why we are the way we are. Because of that, as far as we didn't have a team to actually designate it to us, but you, you guys did it the right way. Save yourself the heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. But this it's... year, this year is our year. Count it. <laughs> hey, man. Good Tally luck. It up. Good luck. Um, is Tom Brady bringing us home. It's just going to be Tampa Bay or Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to say, is Tom Brady still playing? As long as Tom Brady's still playing. Kind of tough. <laughs> but Hey, man, the yeah. NFL, with, with the one-and-done playoff, anything could happen. You can catch them slipping. Yeah, that's true. Just need one bad game. All right, just need a couple people to get injured, some suspensions, and, hey, Super Bowl. <laughs> a little deflate gate, a little spy gate. <laughs> Sprinkle a little bit in controversy. Oh, man. Maybe uh, Antonio Bryant does some crazy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Antonio Brown? What did I say? AB, Super Bowl Bryant. champion, Bryant, yeah. Antonio Brown. AB. <laughs> oh, what a ride. What a ride what that a wild guy card. What a wild card. And now he's got a Super Bowl ring. That's the crazy thing about it. You think Juju about... Smith-Schuster just has a Fortnite skin. <laughs> hey, you got some... <laughs> Made a lot, a lot got of some money TikTok money probably doing all those dances. Yeah. And he got his bike stolen too. <laughs> That's episode one. It's a wrap with Rudio. Next time I talk to you guys, hopefully the Lakers have uh, wrapped up the Suns and we are going to go to Denver. My man, Allah. Hey, thank you for listening, everyone. And I'm Paul Ben Sant. I, I didn't tear an ACL or break my back. So <laughs> see you guys next time. Bye. Peace. It's a rap. It's a rap. And that's a rap. Should I do it like a deep voice? <laughs> and that's a rap. It's a rap. <laughs> hey, that's not, yeah. <laughs> and that's a rap. It's a rap. And that's a wrap. See you guys next time. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Hit the thumbs up button. Smash that like, dude. Rate Smash us on iTunes light. and Google Podcasts. Five stars. <laughs> Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast from. So I'll take either one. Whatever you want. We can't both be fuck somebody. Yes, we can. I already, well, I already well, took fuck somebody. You gotta. Right. He, he's the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs>